Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Good morning, good morning. It's good to be back here another week at Passion Church. Um, as I alluded to already this morning, Pastor Steve, he is on his way back, and he continues to send his love. He'll be back with us next week, and uh, he's excited, and I'm excited to have him back. Um, he's been he's been in Israel. Um, he's been in Israel getting things ready for the missions trip coming up in November, and so... Um, that's something that if you're if you're involved, I know you're getting excited. November can't get here enough. Um, Israel, I hear, is a great place to go to. And if you're interested in going, I don't know if it's still is it, is there still. If you're interested in going um, to Israel, you've been praying about it. Next, you just need to take that next step and come and see Pastor Julie and talk with her after service, and she can give you more information. And uh, and and I, if it's something that you feel like you can do, you should do it because this is this is one of those opportunities that doesn't come all the time. And uh, we're thankful to have it. So um, this morning, Pastor Julie is going to come and she's going to share with us. Um, and it's going to be great. I know it because the last time she shared, she had um, roaring reviews. Um, everyone here enjoyed it. And uh, if it was on, if, if it was in the theater, it'd be one of the red tomatoes. You know, the not not one in green. Maybe maybe the red tomatoes. Um, so with that, just just honor Pastor Julie as she comes this morning. Thank you, Robert. He's my biggest cheerleader. <laughs> well, my posse's not here today that I had last time, so I think they're watching online. So thank you for all your prayers. I have some of the greatest family members and friends ever. It's a good day, amen? amen. It's a good day. Amen. Hubby's coming back today. It's been a long 12 days. <laughs> 12, count them, 12 days. But some good things have happened, and just as a testimony, I don't know, how many of you were here last time I, well, the first time I spoke ever here in this, okay. I don't know if you remember, but we talked about the wait time. Do you remember? And let me just give a testimony because the Lord waited six months. Thank God it wasn't six years or 60 years. It was six months he saw fit to answer some prayers. But they just happened on the first day pastor was gone. So pastor gets on the plane and it all breaks loose. So the Lord answered, and I won't go into detail right now. I'll share a little bit later with that. But he answered two, three prayers, and all three of them were miracles. And so can you just give the Lord a hand clap? Because he's so faithful. He's so faithful. I told Steve, I said, well, I guess we just needed you to leave the country for it to all happen. So I'll send him to Israel more often if I get some prayers answered, right? <laughs> just kidding. He can't go anymore until I go with him. January 2018. Wow. And not only is it January, but it's the middle of January. Can you believe that? Seems like yesterday was New Year's Eve, right? We're in the middle of January. Unbelievable. What do you think of when you think of January? Maybe you think of coldness and winter and achy bones for some of us. I'm already there. Maybe you think of dieting. Because of all that Christmas food you ate? Yeah? No? Some of you are saying no. <laughs> Maybe you're thinking of paying off Christmas bills. Ew, ouch. Don't go there either, right? Hibernating? Maybe your son or daughter's getting married this year, or maybe you're having a baby, or maybe a grandchild. Maybe you're getting a promotion at your job. This January, I told you he's my biggest cheerleader. <laughs> January means different things for different people. For some of you, it may mean the first year without a loved one. Maybe it's a new chance to start over. New beginnings, do-overs, if you will. What about maybe this is the year that Christ returns for his church? 
Would you be okay with that? We don't talk about that a lot, but the Lord said, hey, this could be the year. You never know. Ever been in a situation where you made the wrong decision or the minute those words left your lips, you were like, oh, man, (laughs) I shouldn't have said that. Can't take it back now. It's already done. Maybe you made some poor choices. And the minute you made them, you knew that you'd messed up. Ladies and some men in here cook as well. Have you ever made a cake and you're about to put it in the oven and you thought, ah, I left the flour out or I left the eggs out. I hate it when that happens. You've wasted all those ingredients. Well, sometimes we just need a do-over. Amen? And I'm so excited today. We're so blessed because we serve a God who is famous for do-overs. And I feel like this morning it's going to be a fresh start for a lot of us in this room and watching online as well. So we're going to look at two examples today in the Word. The first one is Acts 9, and it's quite a bit of reading, so hang with me. Don't fall asleep on me, okay? It's, for a lot of us, it's a a familiar portion of Scripture, but it's about Saul. Anybody remember Saul and his conversion on the road to Damascus? Well, let's read about it, and I'm going to share just a few nuggets that the Lord has dropped in my spirit this morning. All right, verse 1, Acts 9, verse 1. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found anyone there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. And as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias! Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judah on Straight Street. Ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hand on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias said, I can so relate to Ananias right here. I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm that he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, (laughs) two-letter word, go. In other words, be quiet and do what I said to do. God, uh, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the Lord and went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, brother Saul, The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. We're at verse 20. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on his name, on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priest? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. After many days had gone by, there was a conspiracy among the Jews to kill him, but Saul learned of their plan. Day and night they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the believers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and him off to, and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. 
Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Sounds like a soap opera, doesn't it? It's a good story. What do we know about Saul? We know that he sought to persecute the Jews. We know that he was not a discriminator. He persecuted men and women. Didn't matter to him. We know that he talked a lot of smack. Verse 1 says he thundered out murderous threats. He breathed out murderous threats. We know that he assisted or okayed the death of Stephen. Remember Stephen the martyr that they stoned? He had a hand in that as well. So we know that before his conversion, he was not a very nice guy. People feared him. His reputation preceded him, it said. Even Ananias, a man of God, was afraid to go and deal with this man named Saul. But I want you to notice what happened. Jesus asked in the story, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And the Lord spoke and said to me about that, Julie, when people are persecuting you, they're not really persecuting you. They're persecuting me. Right? He's, they're persecuting me. So it's nice to know this morning that Jesus stands in the gap for us when we need him to stand in the gap. Amen? Saul was blinded in the story by a light for three days. And sometimes the Lord in our situations has to blind us to get our minds off distractions, to get the distractions out of our lives. It said he didn't eat or drink for three days. Sometimes we, when we make a change or have a do-over or a fresh start in our life, Sometimes we have to endure some physical pain, or we, we have to give up something. We have to sacrifice something. The Lord had gone before Saul, and it said he, he spoke to Ananias. And I want you to know this morning that God never takes us out of a situation and leaves us in a quandary. The Lord had gone before, and that's number one. The Lord had gone before and had spoken to Ananias and set him up. He said, Ananias, Saul's already praying. He's blind. He's hungry. He's thirsty. The Lord had a plan. He didn't leave Saul where he was, blind, hungry, thirsty. He had gone before and appointed Ananias to go and to minister to him and to pray over him. God always has a plan. Hallelujah. Sometimes... I want to go back to verse 17 through 19. It says something when Ananias prayed, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. And he was baptized. He got up and was baptized. And after eating, he regained his strength. And it said later on that he was able to do the work of the Lord. I'm so glad this morning that sometimes when life comes in and clouds our vision, you may need a fresh start or a do-over. Not because of anything you've necessarily done. Maybe it's not your fault that 2017 wasn't so great. Right? But sometimes we just need a fresh start because life happens. Anybody have some life happen in 2017? And you're saying, man, I'm ready for that year to end. I saw a lot of Facebook posts <laughs> at the end of the year that said, whew, 2017 can't leave fast enough. I've had those years. And I'm going to admit 2017 was a challenge. In every area of my life, it really was. But God helped me to be steadfast, and hopefully I was faithful in his eyes at the end of the year. And, and 2018 for me is a fresh start. Didn't necessarily do anything wrong. Life just happened and needed a fresh start. Anybody there with me? Surely I'm not the only one. Come on, help me out this morning. Sometimes our reputation does precede us, and we do need a fresh start because of something we've done. Or we've allowed life to cloud our vision because we made poor choices. We didn't put the flour in the cake. We didn't put the egg in the cake. We made some bad choices. And sometimes we do have a reputation. And I know that this morning that some people may be thinking, Julie, I can't have a fresh start because what I did was so wrong and so bad. I've had so many people tell me that in my lifetime that I can't make a fresh start. I'm not worthy. The Lord would never forgive me. But that is a lie from the pit of hell this morning. And we can have a fresh start no matter what your reputation is, no matter what you've done, no matter what people think about you or say about you. What matters in the long run is what God says about you. Amen? <laughs> and we're going to get to that in just a second. Did you know that sometimes when you make a fresh start, and I know that I've experienced this in my lifetime, that not everybody's on board. 
or they don't believe that you made a fresh start. Did you hear the word about Saul? People saw and they heard that there was a conversion, but they were still leery. And they even had to hide Saul because there were so many threats against him. They didn't want him in their town. He was, I mean, you're talking about a dude that was killing God's people. That would put some fear in you, right? It's kind of like the, I mean, you hear all over the world about people being martyrs today because they're Christians. It still goes on today. Well, that was happening back in, in, in Saul's time as well. And they didn't want him around. They didn't believe that he had made a change. And I just, I just feel like the Lord was speaking in this area of the story saying, you know what, Julie? Some people feel the same way. They, their friends don't think they made a change. But you know what? Sometimes it takes time for them to see your fruit. So the Lord is saying this morning, don't be discouraged. You make a change. You have a fresh start, a do-over if you will, and you just go on and do the work of the Lord and don't worry about what other people say because they will in time. They will see your fruit. doesn't matter what they say anyway. Your fruit will let them know that, that God's done a work in your life. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that today? And the scripture that came to my mind was, don't be weary in well-doing. In due season, you will reap if you faint not. Thank you. You will reap if you faint not. Don't be weary in well-doing. Don't worry about what other people are saying. Yeah, your reputation may be, and I can't say the C word, but it may be bad. Okay? Crappy. It may be bad. <laughs> sorry. Mom, sorry. It may be, but we can't worry about that. We go on, and we do the work that God's called us to do. Um, I want you to notice, too, that dual names was custom. Have you heard the story that Saul was changed over to Paul, all right, and I, I kind of studied that. I didn't know if it happened instantly. I didn't know, you know, the whole story, so I kind of did some digging, and dual names was custom in that time. His Hebrew name or Jewish name was Saul, and after his conversion, in fact, after Romans eleven thirteen, you see that he begins to be named Paul, and one thing that I read was that his Roman name, his Greek name, he was changed to Paul from Saul in order to further extend his reach to the Gentiles. Think about that for just a minute. Sometimes when we experience a new beginning, we receive a new identity. Saul went from Saul, and I've been chewing on this, so y'all are just not getting it, but I've been chewing on this, and every time I think about this, it just I get emotional because sometimes in 2017, some of you may have been called unfaithful, but I believe this morning, 2018, you're going to be called faithful. You're going to receive a new identity this morning. You may, be, you may have been called loser in 2017. But in 2018, I believe the Lord is going to call you a winner and victorious and overcomer this morning. You may have been called sick in 2017. But in 2018, I believe the Lord is saying this morning that you're going to be called health and well. Danny Nix, he's going to be called healthy in the name of Jesus. Those of you who are dealing with vertigo all the time and all these needs, all these sicknesses that we hear about, you're going to be called well in the name of Jesus. You're not going to have the old identity that you were named by and known by in 2017, but you're going to have health and victory and a new identity. Maybe you were called depressed in 2017, but the Lord says today in 2018 that you're going to be called joyful and full of hope today. Hallelujah. Come on, would you give him a hand clap this morning? You may have been called lazy, but now you're going to be called worker. You may have been called sinner, but now you're going to be called free. In the name of Jesus. A new identity. Saul was converted. He went through this process. It wasn't a fun process. He went through the process. And in 2018, I believe that the Lord is saying, some of you about to go through a change. You're about to have a fresh start. A new beginning and a do-over in the name of Jesus. It is your day today. I believe that with all of my heart. As I've been preparing this, I couldn't get past this part. And I was like, oh, Lord, there's so much more I want to say. But he would stop me right there because I believe that 2018 is your year and today is going to be your day I believe that will you accept that from the Lord today hallelujah hallelujah I love this because in verse 20 if you'll look at it if you have your your Bible open in verse 20 it says Saul now Paul at once underline that at once began to fulfill his mission he didn't wait the Lord changed his heart, changed his life. And immediately, it says, at once, 
He began to fulfill the mission that God had for him. Let me tell you something. I was sitting on the couch a few weeks ago, and I had John Gray. I don't know if you know him. He's about to take over Ron Jr., Ron Carpenter Jr.'s church. I've just been enthralled with him because he's so funny, first of all. And he just has such words of, of wisdom. But I was sitting on the couch, and I was listening to just flipping channels, and he was on, so I stopped. And he made this statement that has just stuck with me. And he said, you may have been anointed but not yet announced. Well, let that sink in. You may be anointed, and I believe we all are, just not yet announced. Oh, that is so good. And this morning, I believe that there are people in this room that you've been anointed by God to accomplish something, and your moment just hasn't come. And some of you have grown weary in that because you're like, God, I know you've called me for something. I know you have. When are you going to let me bust out on the scene and do what you've called me to do? Well, guess what? It's coming. It's coming. That should be an encouragement to some of you. Saul was anointed. God knew when he was in his mother's womb what he had called him to be. Saul just didn't know it. He was out killing Christians. He was doing the opposite of what God had called him to do. But the Lord said, "Uh uh-uh, Saul. You're going to be Paul, and you're going to make a difference. You're going to make a difference. You're going to be announced. And he was announced. And immediately, at once, everybody say at once, he began to fulfill his mission. Praise the Lord. Mm. Now what do we know about Paul after his conversion? He wrote, he he, he was attributed to writing half of the New Testament. Okay, he was one of the best church planners ever known. And where would we be today if he had not at once began to fulfill his mission? So he goes from murderer, killer of the Christians, killer of the Jews, to the best church planner probably ever known. Wow. So if there's hope for him, there's hope for us. That's a do-over, my friends. Would you agree? Amen. Some, some of you are sitting here thinking, I already know, I can see it on your faces. Julie, I messed up royally. God would never forgive me. But I want you just to think of the story. I'm not going to read it for time's sake. But I want you to think of the story. You remember the story of the parable of the, the prodigal son? Everybody remember? There are two sons. The youngest one wants his inheritance. He wants to go party and live life to its fullest and not wait for dad's inheritance. So he asks his dad for the money. He takes off on a journey, it says, to a distant country. And he begins to live it up and party it up. And lo and behold, here comes a famine in the land. And he's finding himself, after all this partying, after all this money spending, eating with the pigs. And all of a sudden, it says, the word says, he came to his senses. When he came to his senses, you see a pattern here? They're both moving. Saul's moving down the Damascus Road. The prodigal son is moving to a distant country. And one of them says, when Ananias prayed, what happened? Scales fell off. And now what's happening to the prodigal son? When he came to his senses, he realized, hey, even the servants in my father's house are doing better than I'm doing. So he heads back home. And I love this story because notice what happens. He was egocentric. He was spoiled. I don't know how old he was. I'm guessing maybe a teenager. I don't know. Thinking he knew, you know, more than he probably did at that time. We all have been there. He was young. He was immature. Verse 17, when he came to his senses, he realized he needed a do-over. He was anointed, but he didn't want to wait for his announcement. (laughs) Have you been there? He rushed his destiny. He was willing to give up the eternal and the long-term for temporal and pleasurable at the moment. Mm. Wow. But this is who our God is today. Listen carefully. Verse 20 says, But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. And this verse implies that his father must have been looking for him. Because he said he saw him from afar. If he had not been on that porch looking for his lost son, he wouldn't have seen him coming. Is that encouraging to you today? 
you may feel like you're far off, but let me promise you today that we have such a loving God who is standing on the porch looking for you. He's ready. He's running to you. He's not waiting for you to run to him. He's waiting for you to ask. He is that patient and he is that loving because he gives us a choice. But he's running to you today and is reaching out. And the word says that when he ran to his son, he put a ring on his finger, a robe, shoes on his feet. The guy didn't even have clothes, okay? He was in bad shape. He, he fattened the, the, the calf, the best calf, and he had a party. So the father threw a party on his behalf. The father was waiting all along. I love this too because the father didn't wait for him to clean. Now think about it. Who was he eating with? Pigs. Pigs stink. Pigs are nasty. And I'm sure he probably didn't smell real well. There was a famine. I don't know how long it had been since he had bathed. I'm just using my imagination. But the father didn't wait for him to clean up. He ran to him and hugged him with a love that only a mama or a daddy could have. For that messed up little boy. And God, Jesus, is doing that today. He is running and meeting us where we are in our stink. (laughs) In our filth. In our dirt. So no matter what dirt we may have this morning, he is running to you. And with open arms. He's running with open arms. I love it too because it said, well, it didn't say. I'm kind of reading in. But the father didn't play hardball. He didn't lecture him about everything that he had done wrong. Any, any parent guilty of that? <laughs> I have to admit, when, my, if my sons, when and if my sons mess up, I'm just, and I want to lecture and tell them what they did. They already know what they did wrong. Sometimes they just need a big old hug and a, a hey, I love you. I know you messed up, but it's okay. I love you. I'm not perfect either. That's such a great lesson for a, a parent today. Love them. No judgment. He's on the porch looking for us. Spots us coming. And he runs to hug and kiss and throw a party. Who was jealous in this story? The older brother. He had been the faithful one out there working and slaving away and doing his job. Again, there's the perfect picture that not everybody will celebrate your new beginning. Because they're not in control of the situation anymore. You've taken on a new identity. And they're no longer in charge. And sometimes people can't handle that. So I say all that to say, and I'm going to beat the time this morning. <laughs> they told me I went over last time. I don't know that I did, but I'm really trying. I'm used to teaching for 50 minutes. So sometimes, number one, sometimes we just need a what? A do-over. Sometimes we just need a fresh start. Whether we've done something wrong, whether it was our fault or not, I'm believing that January 2018 is going to be a fresh brand new start for all of us in this room today I believe maybe you had a great year I hope you did in 2017 we pray that you would I I I hope that you did but I believe that 2018 can be even better even better number two the Lord never takes us out of a situation and leaves us in a quandary he always has a plan thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus, that six months ago when we were praying to hear from you and it seemed like, he, as Pastor spoke on, the heavens were closed and God was silent. He had a plan. We just had to be faithful on our end and trust that he had a plan and let him work it in our lives. Amen? Number three, sometimes when we experience a new beginning, we receive a new identity. A new identity. He may be changing your name today. What is he saying about you? I was blank. But today, in 2018, I am blank. You fill in the blank today. (laughs) I know what mine is, but I'm not going to tell you. Number four, you may have been anointed, but not yet announced. Wow. Thank you, John Gray, for that. You may have been anointed but not yet announced. But today is your day. You're coming out and you're being announced in the name of, I'm declaring that over you. I have been declaring that for weeks. I believe that the Lord is announcing some of us today. If you will humble yourself, the prodigal son, and this is a parable. It was a story. It's not really real to my knowledge. It was a story that Jesus was using to teach on. But you know what? He had to humble himself. Can you imagine 
Some of you have been in this situation, I'm sure I have, where you've asked for something you thought you knew best and you just screwed up, you messed up, and then you had to turn around and let go of some pride and say, Daddy, I messed up. That takes a humbling of yourself. You have to let go of some pride. Some of you don't want to admit that you lived in depression in 2017. I get it. That's embarrassing. We're we're declaring that we're, you know, superpower Christian. We don't want to admit that we didn't pay our taxes. I don't know. I'm I'm reaching here. We don't don't want to admit that we spent the majority, majority of the year sick when we've been claiming healing for everybody else. Okay? We don't want to admit that we lost our job because we were slack. Now we're having to look for another job. Whatever your story is, you fill in the blank. God is changing, and he's going to announce you today. I honestly don't know what this year, I don't know what it has in store. And sometimes, I even wrote this down, then I was embarrassed that I wrote it down. I wrote that it scares me to think of what it's saying for me to do, because it's put some big dreams in my spirit, even this week and even yesterday. Standing in the same spot I was standing in last time, he gave me a big word. I was like, Lord, what is special about this one spot? I was standing in the same spot, and the Lord spoke this to me, and I went, oh, no. I did. It was, I felt so bad after I said it. I was like, God, that's too big. I can't do that. That's too big. I'm scared. And then he shook me and said, hey, I got gotcha. you. Because who he calls, he equips. And so this morning, I want to speak against fear because I know already that the Lord can see it on your faces. The Lord is saying to you, don't be afraid. You've got this. I've got this. It doesn't matter what others say about you. If I've announced you, then I will call and I will equip you to do the work of the Lord. The scales are going to fall off this morning on some of you. Some of you are going to wake up out of that pig slop and you're going to come to your senses this morning. I know that because the Lord has promised me that today. He's promised me that today. But we do have to humble ourselves. Amen? It takes a lot of guts to say, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, Ugh, 2017, ugh. Or maybe it was great and you're saying, the Lord is saying to you, 2018 is going to be even better. But maybe you have that fear like I originally did. I mean, for a second, it just gripped me. I I couldn't even take a step. Have you been there? When the Lord drops something in your spirit that's so big that it scares the mess out of you? I just had to freeze for a minute. And then I started crying. I was like, God, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, shut up. I said the word, Darren. I didn't say stupid, but I said shut up, the other S word. My kindergartners, Miss Ely, I said a dirty word. What was it? The S word? What was it? Shut up. But sometimes God's saying, shut up. <laughs> I got you. I got this. Don't y'all wish y'all were me just for one day. (laughs) I'm so sorry I'm messing up the moment here, but I have so much fun. But it's saying the S word to some of y'all today. He said it to me. Shut up and let me do my thing. And I believe this morning, and I'm out of time, so we're going to do it right now, right here, right now. We're going to let God have his way. In 2018, are you with me? Come on, are you with me? I have to believe that 2018, I'm sorry I'm so emotional today. I didn't plan on being like this. But I knew because God is stirring in my spirit. I'm believing that 2018 is going to be a whopping year for a lot of us. I'm believing that there are great things in store. There has to be. We wouldn't have gone, some of us, through what we went through in 2017 if God wasn't up to something. I'm going to say that again. We would not have gone through what we went through last year if God wasn't up to something. Amen. So this is what we're going to do today. I'm not even going to ask. I'm going to give you two parts here. I don't know why the Lord does this every time I do an altar call, but he just does. He says, do it like this, so I'm doing it like this. For some of you this morning, 
you need a do-over because of some stupid stuff, said the other race lord. Some stupid stuff that you did. And you're humbling yourself this morning. And you're admitting, hey, I need a do-over. I need a fresh start. And you know what? Just like the, the father standing on the porch, there's no judgment here today. We've all messed up. Everybody say, I messed up. We've all messed up. There is no condemnation and no judgment. Just loving arms today. Promise me, Passion Church. Promise me that you're going to love today and not judge. I know you will because you're awesome like that. Some of you need a fresh start and a do-over today because you just did. Life happened. It was hard. And you're saying, I know I have been anointed for something. Just not announced yet. Well, today, baby, is that announcement. <laughs> so I'm not going to drag it out because it says zero, 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 zero up there. And I believe the Lord wants to work down here. So I'm just simply saying this morning that if you would declare and humble this morning, humble yourself and declare that I need a fresh start, I need a do-over, or I need just a better year. These altars are open, and we have some prayer partners who are ready to just lay hands and pray quietly and softly over them with no judgment only love and acceptance because we've been there we've been that prodigal so some of you this morning are going to be Jesus with skin on and you're going to be that, that father waiting on the porch running and hugging and putting that ring and that robe and those shoes on and getting ready to throw a party because when we're finished praying today, we're going to throw a party. Metaphorically speaking. Got me? Let's pray and then we're going to open these altars. Father, we thank you so much. I thank you, Lord, that you've helped me to deliver the word that was in my spirit. I pray, God, that you would meet us where we are today. I believe with all my heart that today is the day for a fresh start for so many of us. I believe in that, Lord. You've spoken that to me. So I'm declaring your word today. I'm standing on your promise that you make all things new. I'm declaring today that you have anointed, but today is going to be the announcement day for so many of us that we've longed for and that we've waited for. I'm declaring today, Father, that it's a fresh start, a new beginning, a do-over. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, that you would help us to humble ourselves and to realize and recognize that we need you more than ever as we face 2018. We don't know what it holds, Father, only you know. But you've gone before us just as you did Saul. He was in his mother's womb, and you said, I've anointed him. You knew, God, that he was going to reject you for a big portion of his life. You knew what he was setting out to do. The enemy had a hold on his heart and his spirit. You knew that he was even going to murder and kill those, your children. But you had a plan, and you arrested his spirit. I pray, God, that whatever it takes, whether it's blinding or uh, hunger or thirst or whatever it takes, to remove the distractions this morning, just as you did for Saul. You set the famine, Lord, for the prodigal. Whatever it takes this morning, I pray that you would remove every distraction so that we can hear from you and we can be empowered to change our world. At once, he began to fulfill his mission. I pray that this is their at-once moment today, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. If that's you and you want to come down and pray for a fresh new 2018. These altars are open. And I believe with all my heart, God is going to meet you here. Would you do it? Come on and pray if that's you this morning. Father, we believe that you're doing a fresh start, a fresh new awakening in our spirit, oh God. We humble ourselves. Father, we say this morning that we're in need of you. Maybe we didn't do anything wrong. Maybe 2017 was a perfect year. Maybe it was that sea year again. We need you this morning, God. I ask that you meet us where we are. 
that you would shake us, Father, that you would wake us up this morning. Come on, prayer partners, prayer warriors, if you're on the prayer team, would you come down and, and start ministering right now? Father, we look to a new beginning this morning, a fresh start. We know that you're faithful, oh God. You're faithful to perform your word, to complete your word today, Lord. We're tired of sickness. We take on the identity of health and well-being, Lord. We're tired, Father, of that bad reputation that has gone before us. We declare a new identity this morning, Lord. We're tired of depression. We speak against depression this morning, and we say that we are full of life and full of hope today, oh God. Father, we fill in the blank. We're tired of blank. But we say in the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit this morning, Lord, that now 2018 will be a year of blank. We fill it in, Father, in our, our situation today, oh God. In the name of Jesus, meet us where we are today, Lord. Meet us where we are, Lord, in the name of Jesus.
if you're sitting out there, would you just begin to sing softly with them? Oh, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. He's running this morning. He's running to you. Lie one more time. I couldn't earn it. I couldn't earn it. Oh, I couldn't earn it. 
I don't deserve it still you oh I couldn't earn it I don't deserve it still you give yourself Come on, I want some of you to begin to thank him this morning for his love. Hallelujah. There's nothing we could ever do to earn it or deserve it, but he loves us anyway. And he declares this morning that it's a do-over. Are you ready for your do-over this morning? Come on, would you just shout a praise to him today? Amen, amen. Are we happy that God is... It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.